Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, coast with the most Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank each and every one of you out there. Listeners, new and old, this is your first episode, this is going to be your last episode. Thank you all very much for the time you have spent listening to me so far. Your time is very precious, more precious than any mineral, fine metal, or gold, silver, whatever. Time and attention, that's what's really, truly valuable and precious. Because, you know, if I'm reaching you, hopefully some of this information is going to better you. Um, been doing a lot of research on a lot of these episodes, getting everything lined up and right. Uh, just takes more time the more I have to research. And I'm already getting into the point where I've already said everything I already kind of know by heart in terms of my life experiences and the SSP in general. Uh, this is a new update on the Secret Space Program. This is going to be a new update uh, for the Not Waffen and the Dark Fleet. Um, I get a tremendous amount of government uh, interference and electronic harassment, etc. When I do these episodes, already there are naval planes flying overhead because they can predict uh, within a short amount of time when I'm going to be doing these episodes, and they already have them able to uh, scramble up and, and you know jam and and basically buzz the whole uh, studio. So you'll be hearing planes going back and forth in the background got the, the speakers on, air conditioner has to be on because it's, you know, peak heat. Whether you're listening to this in December or whether you're listening to this in a, in a seasonless uh, future, deep in some cyberpunk high skyscraper city, uh, and, and do not have physical experiences of the seasons besides the climate control. Um, Somehow getting this in the, the, the you know, archaeology of the data provided on the internet and some far off future millennia, you know, after the great Phoenix cycle reset, after we're all long gone, you know, know that it's August, it's currently August 2023, current year. Uh, a lot of crazy shit's going on. This is time specific, this is why I'm going to be speaking about it. Let me just give a shout out real quick to uh, social media, Twitter is blowing up still, but I'm extremely shadow banned, so any new listeners going on uh, social media looking for me, go on Twitter. That's where you're going to find all the daily posts, videos, news updates, etc., personal posts. That's the new blog site. Remember, Patreon kicked me off. Can't host on a Patreon. 
uh, Instagram kicked me off at 3,000 and now is throttling me around 400 uh, trying to like teach me my place in the whole ecosystem or whatever but you remember I had over 3,000 and that was with extreme shadow banning on Zuckerberg's gay ass Instagram and so uh, anyway, I don't even give a shit about Instagram I keep that up there because uh, my parents actually like Instagram and, um, you know, Instagram used to be cool, so I kind of had, like, the symbolic... But it's not the, it's not nearly how it was when I was rocking and rolling with the 3,000-plus uh, followers. Now, Twitter has nearly 10,000. We would love to join you at the party. You know, I'd love to, if you joined us at that party. Uh, and by us, I mean the Beyond Top Secret Texan dark web, uh, you know, community got a lot of people who are routine followers, sharers, uh, you know, resharers, retweeters, or whatever you call it, because it's X now, so re-Xers, exactly, X, that's, oh, I catch myself now, because, uh, gotta keep up with the crowd, gotta keep up, gotta keep hip, gotta keep on the ball, no, but see, yeah, last time I had an episode where I actually spoke, it was Twitter, now it's X, so, X account is gonna be at Top Secret Texan top secret texan not the beyond on it but just at top secret texan or search up beyond top secret texan uh, on accounts or posts you know you're going to see that hashtag beyond top secret texan uh i post videos every day i post news articles retweet uh you know keep up with everything it's a really cool experience but i'm super shadow banned super fucking shadow banned so you may have to search for a little bit or, um, you know, you may not be able to see everything. But if you keep looking it up or, you know, uh, subscribe to it or whatever. Also on the Twitter, you can donate directly to me through uh, Cash App. Cash App is going to be a dollar sign and then beyond top secret text and all lowercase. So if you like to t- uh, tip or support, we would greatly appreciate it. One dollar is really you know, as like, all I really can ask for is $1 if you like these episodes, if you like any of my episodes, if you want me to continue uh, with the higher quality documentaries that we're producing or um, the longer form researched episodes about Texas and its role in the New World Order um, that I have been coming out with, as well as the research that I've been doing and sharing, say, with the Archaics. Uh, now this stuff takes time it takes time to research it takes real uh, effort to find the relevant obscure stuff not just the chaff uh, the wheat from the chaff and uh, supplying it to you guys I mean all I could ask for is a dollar if you like everything counts in small amounts and so if you know a thousand of you donated one dollar you know we'd be over the moon we'd be set for our budget and that could be literally for life if only a thousand of you submitted one dollar or $2, $5, maybe $10, whatever you wanted, but through the Cash App. Uh, there's also a PayPal option available, uh, but the Cash App is going to be the best one, the simplest one, The just Cash App Direct. You could also symbolically join the, Patri- uh, the Anchor, what used to be the Anchor uh, HQ, but now it's the Spotify account. Basically, the podcast itself is run through Spotify, uh, Spotify for podcasters specifically. So... Uh, we're basically able to get support by uh, membership, monthly membership that gives you access to 100 uh, plus exclusive episodes from the early days, as well as interviews with other podcasts uh, speaking about these experiences, which I have uh, put behind the paywall just as a symbolic reward for those that truly support the show and, you know, on their time would like to listen to 
you know, my presentations on other people's podcasts and uh, my, you know, earliest episodes uh, collaborating with others. You know, and that's, that's truly for an archive. That's truly for a true follower and everything. But it's also for those that symbolically want to just support independent media such as mine that goes into the SSP. It's only $10 a month. So, you know, that's a lot. I know for people who are supporting, if you can't, do not just donate a dollar if you can. If you want a free option, free option is supporting by liking and sharing. If you share this content, can't thank you enough, you know, over the moon. So thank you very much. That's how we grow, grassroots, and we're shadow banned, you know, up and down. We're shadow, bo- shadow banned to the bone. So we need listeners like yourself, supporters like yourself to share and, you know, get this content in front of your friends, post it on 4chan, etc., etc., etc. Basically, get this stuff out there. You know, post it uh, wherever you can. Post it on Facebook groups. I'm banned from Facebook, completely banned from Facebook. Can't even log in, can't even download the app and everything like that to try to create a new account. Um, completely banned on TikTok, can't even log into the, the media. TikTok, download the app, can't even set up a new one. I have account, it's frozen. I can't get it. I, I literally cannot log into the app. It will not let me type anything into the, into the app uh, because you have to use it over your cell phone. And they know the uh, cell phone, so... That's how TikTok has banned me from that platform. So really, we're working with, like, you know, uh, a fewer options, much fewer options than a regular podcast, a regular broadcast. We can't open a Patreon again because you got banned twice from Patreon, so anything related to my channel is just immediately, uh, you know, not approved through review. Uh, you know, YouTube deleted my channel at 600 video plus, and uh, after they demonetized me for a year, and... Um, those videos are still available through Odyssey, odyssey.com, and just search Beyond Top Secret Texan, and it's the one with the uh, videos, the huge number of videos. Um, that was the mirror for the YouTube during the first days, and luckily it archived all those videos, so it's like 600 plus videos that are there, permanently there, and uh, safe for the time being to uh, catch up on. Completely free of charge. All of my work, all my videography work from the earliest days from 2020 to now. Uh, 600 plus videos all on odyssey.com. So there you go. I've shouted out enough about my own efforts and everything. Let's get into this episode. We're going to be talking about not often. We're going to be talking about Dark Fleet. It's been a while since I talked about the SSP personally and everything, but it's just because channeling information is, you know, in real time and not everything going down is privileged to me or, you know, I have a real life. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of silence. And really, the average life isn't lived like that. I have to accept the fact that I'm in this 3D reality, this uh, path and, and the mundacity of it, the mundane aspect of it isn't, you know, it's a blessing. It is a different kind of blessing and just like how the Buddhas etc have to go through it just like how the gods have to go through it and the Vedic karmas and just like Jesus Christ had to go through it living life as a man every day has its trials its tribulations it's um, it's it's necessary for substance it's time and it's devotion it's concentrations and you know it just needs to be accepted that this is life this is the life that's shared by men and it's the blessings 
for men. It is not the curse of being a man. It is not a curse of being alive. It is the blessings of being alive. That we are so beloved by God that we get to live. <laughs> so I will say that I have been blessed and have been blessed with a busy life. And so, necessarily, now I catch up and find myself in this summer solstice under a full moon, being able to communicate once again through the thinness and thinning of a veil, rather the overcharging of electrical energies between uh, the ether separating myself and these vents and, and employing remote viewing techniques which I have both ex you know, taught myself and have experiences with prior to this knowing that they are valid using nothing more but the actual government uh, sanctioned disclosure and the sources such as the books uh, Stargate uh, Project by Anigo Swan and uh, you know, the various works by uh, the others, such as Uri Geller, as well as researching the phenomenon of hemisync, such as in the New Thinking Aloud program, and that there are many guests' interviews. This is extremely valid material because I also have the experiences of being in the Solar Warden for 20 years. And that has allowed me to tap into it, as well as understanding that I myself have had a latency and an ability for psychics and psionic activity. Mostly in manifesting in the uh, incredible luck, or the ability to turn uh, probabilities into potential uh, and, and absolute certainties when it comes to what can only be seen as positive outcomes and prosperity and this goes deep into uh, what psionics and what I've learned the archaic has uh, described the scholar Archaics has described as the ability to phase out of the dungeon to phase literally the mental mentality out of the dungeon this dungeons uh, and dragons reality that we live in the uh, biomatrix and so that being said, just as a preamble into it, all this information has been recently channeled into me uh, by remote viewing and requesting information on the current activities regarding the secret space program, regarding Solar Warden, regarding the Earth, regarding what is going on around us in the cosmos, what is going on behind the scenes. Currently what is going on is that the Nottwaffen has sent a diplomatic fleet 
back into our zone of space, into our three-sphere uh, domain around the sun, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, however you feel about this. So, I'm not going to pass judgment about anything. I'm just going to tell you how it is. I know a lot of people have very powerful feelings over certain factions, and they feel very involved uh, because of their own personal experiences and traumas, which I am not playing out anyway. I'm just explaining this as a news story. Remember that the last we had heard after the Artemis Accord, not Waffen and Reptilians had traveled to a uh, Proxima Centauri, which is four light years away. But they have extremely powerful ships, engines, plus the advanced Orion Draco allies, which allow travel between light years in multiplicities of the speed of light. They have returned with a massive um, mothership for lack of a better words, a gigantic capital ship, which is larger than any city on Earth, and that is parked currently on the moon. From that, they have started deploying their vessels, their scout fleet, their armadas, not only around the moon and in spaces in between, just to provide for their own security, but um, to actually land on Earth to complete this diplomatic mission which is basically a reconvening of all powers on Earth, both of the Earth Alliance and not diplomatically, to negotiate a global ceasefire, this time policed and moderated by the Waffen, which will be deployed from this mothership if necessary, to maintain peace. A mothership that is larger than any city currently on Earth. I don't know what the exact size is. It is large enough, though, to be seen on the curve of the moon. And by the curve, I mean if you quarter the moon, you can see clearly this as a object landing on the surface. Luckily, the moon has no surface water, seas, lakes, etc. to be affected permanently by the tides of this thing's pull. But when it arrived earlier this year, the tides on all oceans began to act extremely aberrantly. including extreme low tides felt around the Gulf Coast of Mexico and the Pacific Coast of North America. This led to a lot of chaos. Uh, Weather-wise, and America are in the globe itself with with an extremely cold summer in Europe. Just because the sheer size of these crafts and their effect on the magnetosphere, which is truly the cause for the rain and seasons and weather patterns of the Earth. The ships that were deployed are deployed in exponentially smaller sizes, 
So you can see that this was the largest craft, was the one that contained all the Dark Fleet forces as they traveled from Proxima Centauri back to our Sol Invectus system. Once they arrived, they were allowed by Solar Warden and Earth Alliance, because they are a charter member of Earth Alliance. Remember, they are a charter member of Earth Alliance and are a Earth uh, overseeing faction, a breakaway civilization. Yes, and but they still have uh, membership and authority when it comes to directing the actions of the Earth Alliance. Even though the majority of their numbers and population are currently living on a extrastellar um, colony. I guess you call it colonization mission. So while they remain a, a now uh, extreme minority with just the um, elder and um, stay behind elements in South America, specifically Argentina and Brazil, Chile, uh, and Peru, uh, but there is also the bases New Schwabenland, uh, New Berlin, um, and several others uh, in Antarctica, as well as the bases in Greenland, you know, um, Tool Station, and um, I, think it's, I think it's Proxima Thule, Thule and uh, various top secret spa uh, bases they have in the Arctic Circle. Now, this is 100% uh, a reason why so many UFOs are being seen this year specifically. And if you look at videos, you see literal flying saucers just zipping across the sky. Um, or not, just, just there. Literally just hanging out, observing, mapping making uh, observations with no regard to secrecy, just like during the Ashtar High Command's arrival in 1995 in Mexico City, in which they filled the sky with hundreds, if not thousands, of UFOs right over the pop most populated city in North America, Mexico City. They did that in broad daylight, and it was filmed on VHS camera by hundreds of people and broadcast on the news worldwide. Now, the Dark Fleet doesn't have those numbers or that priority, but there are videos of Dark Fleet ships flying clear across the surface of the moon during full moon activity being recorded by uh, amateur astronomers and ufologists around the world. There are recordings of UFOs flying around South and Central America as well as Mexico, clear as day, without any regard to um, secrecy or camouflage. Um, they are flying clearly um, to be seen as a show of power and uh, determination, as well as this is a mixture, not only of the not of often, but also solar warden, Earth Alliance, uh, Black Government Projects, and then the Aztec Mayan uh, space fleets that exist, which exist deep underground in the Amazon jungle, as well as the South American mountains, uh, which is the Andes, you know, mountain range, as well as, you know, up into central Mexico. So, um, a number of unidentifiable craft because they are created 
um, in projects which have never been disclosed and will never be disclosed by any intelligence agency because the issue is decided not at their level, not at a local level of authority, but at a uh, shadow level of authority, a supreme level of authority, a meta layer of authority, which is the global level of authority, the Earth Alliance level of authority. And the reason why they'll never tell you about the Knot of Waffen, which is the most obvious breakaway civilization and the origin of all of these things, which I have talked about in many different videos, is because the Knot of does not wish to be spoken about and wishes to remain secret. And it's very much them and forces in the Earth Alliance that operate, such as the Men in Black and these controllers, the Adjustment Bureau types of reality that make sure that you simply do not hear these stories or these histories and are, you simply cannot find them in any mainstream source. But it's there. It's absolutely there for those that have wisdom and discernment and the mind to see. Now, there is an incredible video of this level of Nautavafen technology. One of their um, major flying discs, which they created. And remember, the Nautavafen have two major kinds of ship design. They have either the extremely long dagger-like um, sword-shaped type craft and that is an easy way to describe it as if though it's a sword because they are uh, sometimes asymmetrical in their design uh, depending on their weapon payload or their function but also they are extremely um, uh, large so this is this is not just an understatement that these ships are dagger-like uh, picture the Imperial Star Cruiser type ships which look like Gladius short swords or daggers. Uh, the ships can either range from like a claymore-like type broadsword shape to like a stiletto uh, with a very thin, uh, you know, long uh, fuselage and the, uh, you know, uh, uh, pilots and crew quarters, the engine room and everything in the back. Uh, giving that this major fuselage length is to hold the barrel of a cannon or the launch bays of uh, missiles or, you know, fighters and, you know, kept literally hundreds of meters or, uh, you know, maybe even a few kilometers away from the actual, you know, crew and uh, captain's quarters and, and command that's the pilot's, uh, you know, the pilot's area. So, um, the other design is the Harnabo, the flying disc, or the Diglaka, which had, which basically either evolved into the flying disc or was fleshed out more to a, you know, phased into obsolescence by the superiority of the flying disc design. The flying disc design is used by the Nautwaffen. It is the ship design most popularly used by the Nautwaffen. And it is the one most classically understood to be um, used by the quote-unquote Nordics, who are the Nautwaffen Dark Fleet um, occupants, who are 
actively lying <laughs> when they tell people that they are Pleiadians. They're not. There are the tall whites. They're not the tall whites either. They are Nordics. They are, uh, and by that, that is the only honest answer. They are Germanic uh, clones. Typically, uh, clones are eugenics, or you know, uh, breeding program uh, created. You know, human beings uh, through arranged marriages based on genetic compatibility and supremacy. Uh, raised by a, a militarized uh, space state and you know off world and uh, raised to either you know uh, benefit the war machine or the uh, earth alliance agenda one way uh, or in several so uh, definitely Uppermint, uh quality men definitely uh, you know super awesome Valkyrie style women and this is where, say, Stanley Meyer, who had visitations from the Notwaffen in Sweden, uh, from their bases there, not from ex- outer space, but from their bases there, um, who was told basically the lie and believed it because the truth was that he didn't question it and received the blessings, you know, and the rewards for his service by being accepted into one of their bases and then used for genetic material because he had the genetic lineage of an ancient Teutonic family and warrior, an Aryan hero in which they were going to use his DNA to resurrect through these cloning programs, mixing his genetics with their other uh, more superior ovaries and, uh, you know, using this advanced science that they that they learned from the uh, reptilians, the Orion Draco, who are masters of biogenetics and breed their soldiers in the exact same way through carefully tailored breeding programs and uh, basically speciation at that point, like uh, akin to ants, you know, rather than um, anything, say, for example, human beings do on the, in, in, in our reality, in our, in our uh, civilization, in our society, you know, we have soldiers and we have pilots and we have uh, submariners and, and sailors and airmen, etc., and marines. But we don't have babies specifically for this purpose. Like, yes, you're, you know, we bred two of the best pilots that we could get, and then their children will just be raised by the Air Force or the Navy Air Aviation Warfare Programs, and then they will just be raised to be the greatest pilots they could be, and then they will be given wives from other female pilot candidates uh, once they have qualified for that, and then they will have children that will then be raised by the state again to ever increase the purity of, uh, to create a caste of, uh, purely, you know, people who are only raised and designed for a specific purpose, which is what the Nodwaffen do. That is why they're a breakaway civilization, because they truly are operating from an alien, foreign, uh, form of civilization, which is a a form of Vedic caste systems as given to them by the Giza intelligence and it's also extremely reminiscent of the ancient Egyptians, which is why the Giza intelligence gets their name. Uh, but this is an ancient human Aryan uh, version of society, and by that I mean Atlantean, in which they understand as Thule, so it's the Thule caste system. Um, so yes, this is why they're the breakaway civilization. The point is, they are uh, basically here. They're here to create a peace 
a PAX, uh, not of often, I guess, by providing military support as well as just involvement and pressure from uh, themselves as a non-solar uh, system-based branch of the Earth Alliance slash human species because they're still human, maybe, maybe pushing the limits, but still human and still absolutely entrusted with this responsibility of protecting Earth. So, um, like it or not, the Fourth Reich, the Nordwaffen, the the Orion Draco allied um, human branch of the, uh, you know, the the Dark Fleet, what is known as the literal Dark Fleet, because they operate outside of the solar, um, the solar um, um, near or near you know near planetary orbits which ends at the asteroid belt that separates Jupiter and Mars um, in the outer limits, basically, in the outer reaches of our solar system where the solar energy is minimal, if not almost, you know, completely non-existent in places, at least for in terms of reliance, and thus they have a society that, you know, is allowed to define itself, you know, however it sees fit for survival. Because Solar Warden, by definition, is created just primarily to defend the sun. The Stargate known as the sun. And uh, solar. So, like, so, yeah, exactly. It's just, it is what it is. It, it's literally a defense force for Earth and the sun. Primarily the sun. And to monitor traffic both in and out. You know, invasions into our uh, solar system or out. Because the fact is that stars are stargates to an extreme, and uh, really, this is going to be, um, you know, a very interesting precedent, you know, come uh, 2040, because I also think the Dark Fleet is here for that. Now, I haven't really got any conclusive uh, proof through conversation or through communication with anyone from, or anything from the Ashtar High Command. Uh, whatever species that would pick up and answer that message, um, you know, typically it is uh, the Ashtar themselves, given my connection with the Ashtar, but, you know, I do not know, I cannot guarantee what species that will respond, whether it be Insectilian, Andromedan, or, um, you know, any other option within the 900 that have already joined since the Artemis Accord incorporated all intelligent life into the Ashtar High Command for the purposes of being defended from the Orion Draco, which forced the Orion Draco out of our solar system because they could no longer prey on any intelligent species or life forms uh, into the Proxima Centauri solar system to uh, colonize with the Dark Fleet. Now, the question I had asked and posed, which I have not received an answer for, was does this have anything to do with the 2040 apocalypse cycle that is occurring? Do the Orion Draco, are they here to evacuate? Are they here to provide security? As this develops, are they here to try to combat it and uh, provide technological assistance and evacuate, if need be, the populations on this major super ship, the capital ship that they have that is larger than any city that's currently parked on the moon? 
and I have not received an answer on this. So that is a clear possibility uh, in the works. For those that do not know, in 2040, there is an apocalyptic cycle expected to be inbound, given a plasma discharge from the sun, the likes of which destroy civilizations and are the approach of Nibiru, uh, a comet, uh, maybe a bolide, a uh, dissolved trail of a planet, a, called a ghost planet, a Trojan planet, I believe they're called, uh, but are a planetoid, uh, maybe a planetoid's near orbit, uh, uh, you know, a, against the horizontal, uh, uh, you know, access to Earth, basically coming up perpendicular to Earth as a, a cyclical uh, rotation and um, causing a mass disturbance of the tides and uh, maybe even a spinning or a flipping of the axis of the Earth, uh, tilting, uh, the stabilization, etc., maybe uh, the Earth or uh, whatever you would have happen that is known as the Phoenix event. It has also been theorized, say, by Archaics, that this is a fully artificial technological attack and a reset, which would fit into what I've already said about how the Astra High Command actually wage war is with these weapons of mass destruction that happen over extremely long-term um, cycles of time because they're 4D beings. And so they could have completely radically redesigned Earth's entire orbit and uh, terraformed it while preserving human life intentionally through their technologi technology and through their uh, foresight and planning, basically, stratagems, while also appearing to be extremely cold-hearted because they're waging war on the Earth itself, which has been created in the image of the Orion Draco, which is the enemy of the Astra High Command because it is the enemy of life and free will. So what you're seeing is literally the War of the Gods in which the ancient dragon, uh, you know, um, Hydra God, the, the God of the Serpent, is being destroyed literally from the atmosphere and planet and cosmos down. The heavens literally raining down in this Phoenix event every 200 or every uh, 140 years or cycles of 138 years uh, into like various millennia. Maybe it's extremely geo like uh, geo specific because of the Orion Draco influence in these underground cities or specific cults. Uh, you know, uh, the hybridization are preying upon us as a species, say from Sodom or uh, Gomorrah. Uh, back into these different societies, say, like the uh, destructions of the, uh, you know, Maya, etc., the, the Atlanteans, and, uh, you know, eventually the peoples of Europe or the ancient world, you know, all over. You know, like you have, like, Karinduru and stuff like that. Uh, ancient India, the Jakarta, for example, Jakarta in Indonesia, uh, or Angkor Wat, sorry, Angkor Wat in, in Thailand and Cambodia. Uh, these civilizations vanished. They were extremely advanced and they vanished, but they were extremely advanced because they were uh, self-proclaimed serpent worshippers or death worshippers, death cultists. They performed human sacrifice. 
And it's clear they had reptilian influence teaching them these crafts, teaching them these technologies. And that they lived and existed in a time that was very foreign to ours ecologically because they existed with canopies uh, covering their sky uh, and putting them in perpetual darkness or allowing them to have extreme statures and strengths and abilities and to have extremely long lives, three, maybe four times as old as a normal human being. But it was done because of the extremities of the world as it was undergoing a terraforming process which was set in motion for millennia that lasted relatively very quickly, cosmically, completely re-engineering a world that had spent millions of years in an artificially created biome to allow the Orion Draco to thrive as a dominant creature here a dominant intelligent species, but relatively within, uh, you know, 30,000 to 10,000 years that you get a radically different environment tailored for human beings to thrive as the dominant species on the surface of the Earth. Freeing mankind by allowing the Earth to be the ultimate weapon and ultimate ally the seasons, the winters, and the uh, correct amount of other factors like UV radiation, uh, etc. Now, this would seem apocalyptic for those that were heavily invested in the power structures of the Orion Draco because it is a true apocalypse for them. A true holocaust for their empires, for their cities, and for their slave kingdoms of human beings. With all their slaves dying, with their cities falling into ruin and disrepair, with the very surface of the world rebelling against them, uh, huge animals uh, being unable to be exploited, savage beasts, savage men of incredible size, strength, and ferocity, uh, no longer being able to be enslaved by the dragon, by the reptilian, and his empires and his armies, and the armies ever more desperately seeking to defend themselves in these giant walled sepulchral, sepulchral desert cities or going into the further wastelands of the desert, into the mountains of uh, Tibet, for example, living on the, the, the peaks of Tibet and the Himalayas. Um, you know, that is a sign of desperation, a sign of retreat, a sign of fear of a world that has intentionally been weaponized against these powers to be. So I ask myself if this has to do with anything involving that, a repeat of that. What could happen? A disaster? Could it be a solar flare, a massive discharge of solar flare called the Phoenix? Could it be a, a artificial weapon that is coming around? that they are trying to defend us from or evacuate us from, I do not know. I do know that they're connected. Uh, I feel that they're connected. I just cannot explain exactly why they're connected. I think that they're here to evacuate a number of people, and I would like to see that in the future how this goes into uh, seeing the disappearance of the elite, maybe just seeing the disappearance of... Uh, a massive amount of people worldwide, uh, maybe maybe even um, reminiscent of what they say the tribulation will look like, because overnight uh, people, generally of a Christian origin or a Teutonic origin, an Aryan origin, an Ashkenazi origin, 
will be taken uh, by the sophisticated technology of the Nottwaffen or the Dark Fleet, maybe in these UFOs, maybe in these flying disks, these clouds. Uh, it is cloaked as clouds with uh, Project Blue Beam type holograms and voice-to-skull technology broadcasting the words of God and scripture into the survivors, into the, uh, everyone's going to survive, but rather into the people who are left behind's heads. And, and forcing them to kind of uh, be exposed to this religion uh, angle of it, the spiritual angle of it. Because if you're, say, one of your children is taken from you and then you have a uh, hallucination and electronic voice-to-skull transmission of a message in, say, uh, you know, the Quran, you know, and you don't know anything about it, you might think this is, this is absolutely because of God and, you know, this, this uh, apocalypse of the 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 you know the Christians and the the Abrahamic religions, the monotheistic religions, or um, it could be custom made to fit any culture, right? Like the Muslim countries get a Muslim image, and the uh, Christian nations get a Christian image, and like the atheist nations get aliens, etc. But really, what they're doing is culling the population, taking as many people as possible, evacuating them based on these genetic traits, based on the eugenics program, and taking them away from the surface of the earth. While the rich, who cannot bargain and they cannot buy the Orion Draco, who have far uh, much more power and resources than they ever can dream of, um, and far more, you know, ethics and integrity too than any capitalist or person based on money alone, uh, you know, and greed and power will ever be able to share. So they would never accept these people. They dig their bunkers underground in a futile attempt to try to escape this massive volcanic activity that will occur. But reality is it's a pre-planned Ashtar High Command re, uh, or I guess terraforming of the planet itself. And I believe this will occur. I believe that there will actually be a massive volcanic activity event. Uh, I think there will be a massive coronal discharge at the same time. But I also believe that uh, human beings will be preserved for the most part because of the Astra High Command uh, control. It would be like a controlled wildfire burn. It would be controlled like grass burn to get rid of overgrowth and to reset the system. Um, to repurify the system, to recycle the system, and to uh, uh, try again, to try the experiment again. And I believe that's absolutely correct, that that will occur um, and will be allowed to occur. That's what I also think the Dark Fleet is here for, uh, taking its part. I also believe that the Aztecs and the Mayans that I mentioned earlier are agreeing to a peace treaty at least with the forces of the Earth Alliance, Solar Warden, and Dark Fleet for the time being, in preparation for they know full well that this is going to happen, uh, you know, and are going to um, be taking the time to prepare themselves in these coming days, because in, tw in 2040 it's predicted to be coming around again. The cyclical apocalypse will be returning. So... They are going to be taking this time not warring or skirmishing with their underground subterranean empire, uh, with those of the surface world and uh, those of the breakaway civilizations that uh, seek to make them submit to their power, uh, rather than not 
than to be, you know, submit to their longevity and establishment as the original chosen people of technology in the reptilian Draco empire. Uh, you know, regardless of not they are loyal to the Orion Draco anymore, which they, you know, currently are not, but that they originally are the people who were created in the Orion Draco's perfect, or image of perfection, and perfect image, uh, making them the supreme beings of the planet, you know, compared to anything man-made, even the Orion Draco, or even the Dark Fleet, and not Waffen, who is currently being created and reshaped by the Orion Draco, their allies. So that's a great amount of common ground there, as well as uh, appropriate uh, relationships to create dialogue. Members of the Solar Warden are not created based on eugenics. They're not created through a cloning program. They're chosen by free peoples. Um, you know, they're not eugenicists. The uh, Earth Alliance itself is not run through a eugenics program. It includes people of all nations, creeds, abilities, and all racial backgrounds. Right? The Orion Draco are a... Uh, they're, they're on Dark Fleet, not Waffen with their alliance to the Orion Draco are unique in that, that they are a system based on eugenics and genetic uh, supremacy, much like the society in the film Gattaca, for example, which uh, was, you know, remote viewed by Philip K. Dick, the great science fiction author. This is exactly like the Aztec Mayan who exists in this strict caste system, just like the Aryans of the Thule society that they uh, not often Dark Fleet hail from and originate or try to mimic and keep themselves to that ideal uh, try to embody so there's a lot of alliance building going on between them so the ceasefire has a lot of confidence moving forward because this is the first time that the Aztec Mayans actually have entertained an idea for peace and are willing to agree to this uh, seemingly without much negotiation or stalling. There are videos, for examples, of the Dark Fleet ships, these disc ships, which are the size of these cities, flying over the Amazon jungle, parking over Brazil in the Amazon, uh, 3,000 miles long, parking over uh, Mexico City, for example. Uh, parking over central Mexico, parking over the old remains of the Maya-Aztec Empire because they still exist just uh, subterranean and equally uh, elaborate and complex civilizations of advanced technology that they used to have, having learned the skills of subterranean city crafting and thriving in these environments uh, based on their religious association with this Zabolba of the Aztec Mayan religion. Now, because they were a true empire with absolute loyalty to their emperor, as it was decreed, it was done, and the entire civilization moved into the subterranean world before the end of the last cataclysm cycle. So they literally are a remnant and leftover society of this primeval, ancient world uh, that has survived the terraforming attempts because the terraforming attempts always intended to allow human beings to survive so that they may recede 
and repopulate the planet because the Ashtar High Command has never intended to exterminate mankind, but rather save mankind like a gardener may trim and prune a plant's uh, limbs and leaves to uh, better uh, cultivate this plant's fruit and, uh, you know, allow it to thrive and better suit its purpose, you know, to satisfy the gardener's uh, desire to create this, you know, the desires of the gardener is to create a thriving plant and not a, not a harming, it's a, you know, his own garden. So, uh, regardless of what they do to the bugs or with the soil, exactly, they have dominion over this. It is their uh, project, it is their plot. Now, that being said, very excited to see the future. This has been that update, just getting started on it. I will make future updates about Notwop and Dark Fleets. I will uh, try to channel and uh, remote view the actual peace um, negotiation terms and the geographies uh, that are being discussed, as well as this, you know, what this opens up in terms of being able to um, learn about the Aztec Mayans who have remained behind a wall of secrecy and a fog of war. Uh, given that this has been a very active, uh, psionically guarded empire, uh, specifically a advanced empire enough to guard against other advanced societies, remote viewing and uh, electronic type spying attempts, at least from distance. So very interested in seeing that. Very interested in seeing the uh, not whopping Dark Fleet back on Earth and in Earth's orbit. They are currently in Greenland. And uh, the Thule Station, they are currently landing there. They are currently uh, there, and they are currently landing in um, the uh, mountains of the Patagonians, as well as Antarctica. So there will be many UFO sightings from these regions in the near future, as they are already streaming online as we speak. Thank you very much for listening to uh, me. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the Gulf, the Gulf Coast, the coast with the most. Thank you all very much. Um, namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much indeed. Uh, remember to support by giving us a like, share, and uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Five-star reviews, always appreciated as well as uh, financial donations, $1, $2, $5, $10, $1,000, $1 whatever you can donate, I would greatly appreciate. And that can be done through Cash App, money sign, Beyond Top Secret Texan. Cash App, or go on Twitter uh, and click the donate button on top, right underneath the banner, right across from the profile picture. It says, uh, it's a follow, etc. And there's a little money piggy bank sign that says, Click Cash App Donation. Click that. Bam. Thank you all very much. Uh, God bless you and your families. Peace out.